Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Oh, uh, where am I? Whoa, am I? Sandro, Sandro. Oh, hi, do I know you? Hey, yes, you know me. We do a podcast together. It's called Oldie Better Goodie. It's where we go back and watch old movies from 1984 and then review them. But that doesn't matter right now. You're in a dream. And there's a giant snake man lizard monster out to kill you. Wait, you've seen the snake man too? Yeah, because I know you in real life and we both watched this dumb movie and it was great, alright? Yeah. But that's besides the point, okay? Oh, oh god, there he is! Oh, it's, a... <laughs> oh, it's so scary, I'm, I'm scarred oh, forever. Oh god, not the, not oh. the CGI snake man! Oh. oh, why is he moving like it's stop motion? Oh. I love stop motion, it was great. It was pretty good. Oh. Welcome to Office of the Goody, <laughs> the show where we record a podcast in Sandro's dream. That's right. We oh. are going inside of my dream right now, which means if you're listening to this, somehow we've managed to send the audio file out of my head. Well, you see, I dreamed there was a recording set up mm. in your dream, and it was there, and we used that to record it, and then something, something... Translate to the real world. <laughs> I played it out. I played it out of my my mouth. Yeah. I played it off memory. I just mimicked the audio perfectly. So yeah. is it you doing both voices? Yes. So when I'm talking right now, it's actually you. Yes, it's actually me doing wow. an impression of you. But because it's a recording in my brain, I can do it perfectly. Mm. I can also do it perfectly in real life. I go. I'm Sandra. I don't like fun. That's like. Two levels deep now because that's you doing an impression of you doing an impression of me for this oh my God. P- podcast dream recording that we're doing. Mind blown. Blowing people's minds. Just like how this movie probably blew our minds. Whoa! Bring it all back. Yeah, it's Dreamscape. We watched a movie called Dreamscape. Came out this week back in 1984. I'm Zach, he's Sandro. If you oh, haven't yeah. got the Sandro bit yet, what are you doing? If you haven't got Zach yet, now you do. Yeah, well, that bit might not have been obvious. Anyway, um, what did you think, Sandra? This was great. <laughs> this yeah! was really good. <laughs> it was really good. It was really good. I really enjoyed it. It started off rocky, oh. but then it really started to get into it, and I was like, yeah, this is exactly what I wanted from this film. The was intro great. was so weird, because we'll get to it, but the dreams feel like Robert Rodriguez, like, <laughs> Shark Boy and Lava Girl level. Yes. Green screen yes, work. But that makes more sense in a dreamscape. <laughs> exactly. Because all of those feel like fever dreams. Now they're supposed to be. <laughs> now they're supposed to be, exactly. It's so weird because it's the perfect blend between Firestarter and Nightmare on Elm Street, both yeah. of which came out in 1984. Which is bizarre. Yeah. You've got all three of them. You've got the one that's just flat horror, mm. the one that's all about the real-life psychic implications yeah and then the one right in the middle which is like the psychic and the dream Mm. yeah we got horror sci-fi horror sci-fi 
I'm glad that you liked this because, um, not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but I looked at yeah. the audience score and it's very negative. Yeah, and I, went... <laughs> I was pissed reading the things because the positive ones that were like, this was a great movie, still rated it like 2.5. Mm. And I'm like, if you liked it, why did you rate it so low? This does give off the vibe of it being like a super cheesy 80s sci-fi horror mm. so maybe just because it feels like that people automatically went well it's trash i enjoyed it mm. but it's trash yes that's that's what i got the consensus of the like reviews most people were like dismissing mm. it as trash before they had even yeah I don't know. but like compared to a lot of trash this is good <laughs> So. Yeah, no, it's great. <laughs> yeah. It's really good. Uh, your other options for this week may have also been good. One of them probably wasn't, and it's called Joy of Sex, National Lampoon movie based off the sex manual from the 70s about a teenager who's like, oh no, I'm dying. I'm going to go on a road trip and try and lose my virginity as quickly as possible. As you do. That film almost definitely hasn't aged well at all, and I'm glad you didn't pick no. it. No. Uh, there's also the Philadelphia Experiment, which is set in the 40s, where a top-secret experiment aboard a Navy destroyer backfires and two of the sailors are propelled to 1984. Mm, which does sound interesting. It does sound interesting. And then your other option was Grandview USA, where Jamie Lee Curtis owns a demolition derby and Zach. Mm-hmm. I finished watching Dreamscape, yeah. and I had some time to waste. Ooh. So I watched it. Ooh. <laughs> Went ahead and watched it. What did you think? It's nothing special. It's a very by-the-books, small-town comedy drama. Yeah, it does sound like that. Jamie Lee Curtis, and she's like, oh, no, my demolition derby's going to be shut down. And Patrick Swayze's like, Harry, I love you. And then there's this teenager who also loves her and has these uh, fever dreams where he's in a music video and she's (laughs) dressed up like a pop star. (laughs) Okay then. And he's also 18, I think, and then they sleep together and she's 27, which is a little weird, but uh, yeah, it was a good movie. Okay. <laughs> I'd give it a goodie, but like, it's it's okay. Yeah, it sounds it sounds like it could be done better nowadays. But yeah. It's by the director of Grease. Ah, so that's why it was bad. <laughs> Got him. Grandview USA. It's all right. Uh, Dreamscape released August 15th. It's uh, directed and co-written by Joseph Rubin, who also directed a Julia Roberts hit called Sleeping with the Enemy, and a movie called The Good Son, which I've never heard of, but it sounds really interesting. It stars Elijah Wood and Macaulay Culkin, like, both as kids, except Macaulay Culkin, I think, kills Elijah Wood's dog, and he's like this psychopath kid that Elijah Wood has to then go and stop. Oh, <laughs> so, okay then. Sounds kind of cool. That sounds pretty great. I'm not going to lie. I love Elijah Wood because he does that classic thing. It's the same thing with Daniel Radcliffe. Mm. You've done this giant series that literally no one will forget and everyone you meet's going to mention it. So you, you've you done it. You've, you've hit the big time. Yeah. So now you can just do wacky-ass... <laughs> Yeah. You just you don't go for money. You've got a million dollars, whatever. Exactly. So you just do the wackiest garbage movies possible. And sometimes they're great. Yeah, like you can go and do a movie where you play a dead corpse and your erection is a compass. Yeah. <laughs> Are you talking about Swiss Army Man? The greatest movie to ever exist. <laughs> it's so good. It's one of the best. And it's Daniel Radcliffe, this famous, super famous actor, literally doing nothing the whole film. He gets carried around for the entire movie. He's literally a prop. 
Yeah. It's so good. Oh, I love that film. It's amazing. You should also watch the director's latest movie, The Death of Dick Long. It's got a twist, and it's amazing. Is it his dick is small? <laughs> I wasn't going to spoil it, but... um. <laughs> You said there was a twist, and the movie's called Dick Long. That's not the twist. That is not not the twist. The twist is um, rather beastly. That's all I'll say. Oh, no. (laughs) Don't like that. It's a good film. It's very funny. Uh, But Dreamscape, it's also got a co-writing and story by credit by David Lowry, who wrote Star Trek V, The Final Frontier, the one that Shatner directed, and he also uh, wrote this erotic horror film from 2013 called Nurse 3D. I think I've seen that one before. <laughs> For the cast, Dennis Quaid is the lead. He plays a guy called Alex. He's in heaps of stuff, like Inner Space. I remember um, watching him in Dragonheart. Do you remember Dragonheart? No. Oh, uh, it's bad. Don't go back to it. Oh, okay, good. It's a giant CGI dragon that smiles and talks. Oh, no. It's terrifying. It's It's also in the parent trap as well. Uh, And then we've just got heaps and heaps of, like, really well-established older actors from the 70s and 60s. Yeah, I noticed. I was like, hey, I know a lot of these people. Yeah, exactly. Like, even though I'm not a boomer, I can recognize some of these, these, these old people. Max von Sydow, he plays Dr. Paul. He's Father Merrin in The Exorcist, which is, like, an incredible yeah. role. He's also the three-eyed raven in Game of Thrones. He's really good. Christopher Plummer is in this. He's a Bob, the government guy. Of course, he's Sound of Music, mm. probably best known for that. He's great. And then playing the president is Ebby Albert, another guy who's just in everything. He, he was all right. He didn't get too much of the talk. I guess he did. I like that he's scared of nukes and stuff. I've had that dream before. The nuke dream before. The nuke dream. Uh, It was not a fun dream. No. I'll tell you that. But it was more like the very first dream we see in the movie, (laughs) uh, which we'll get to. (laughs) I love that dream. That was very good. It was great. Yeah. uh, But also, I was like, yep, I've had that dream. It was (laughs) not a fun one. Ah. I could relate to this movie. I was like, hey, this movie's right. It instantly got me in, which was cool. Fun bit of trivia for you. This is the first time in any film we have done on this podcast where we have, on screen, a shirtless president. Is it? Yeah. Haven't done a film before that's had a shirtless president in it. And in this film, the president's shirtless. (laughs) Great. Thanks. Thanks, Sandro. I'm glad you're here to give us the straight facts. Fun trivia. David Patrick Kelly plays Tommy, the, I guess, antagonist in this. He's also the antagonist in The Warriors, which is a pretty fun cult film, and I know him well as Jerry Horn in Twin Peaks, where he's very funny. He's also in The Crow from last year as well. He was in that. And then finally, Kate Capshaw plays Jane. She's, of course, really in Temple of Doom. And I think she's just, she's better in this. Yeah, definitely better in this, I feel. Like, uh, it, it's it's not her fault. I just think Willie was uh, just like, oh, I'm a Denzel in distress mm. sort of thing. I'm going to scream at everything. Yeah, yeah, the screaming doesn't help. Like, at least in this one, she didn't even scream when she found the dead body of her boss. Which yeah. We'll get into. Yeah, that's true. That was the prime time for her to do some screaming. Yeah, she's... There's... <sighs> They do the typical 80s thing, which I don't like, in which the main character completely invades her privacy and she's totally cool with it. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, aside from that, she's pretty good. Ah, but Sandro, it's a dream. So is it okay? Is it not? 
They don't know. <laughs> I, I think we do, though. Anyway, yep. the reception for this, 77% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is based off 31 reviews, so that's pretty good. Usually, That's a lot of good critic reviews. Yeah, it's a lot of good ones. And then for the audience score, 46%. I was shocked. I was genuinely shocked, and reading the reviews hurt me. Mm. And one of the reviews was like, I looked at the poster, and this was nothing like the poster. Yep, you weren't wrong on that one. <laughs> the poster's pretty awful. It sets such a different expectation, which is really dumb. If you don't know, the poster is kind of like a mix between Indiana Jones and the Ice Pirates poster. It feels more mm. like an adventure movie from the 40s or 50s, and not a sci-fi from the 80s, which is very much what this is, and those are the mm. expectations you should go into it with. But anyway, this costs $6 million which is reasonably cheap, but, you know, not the cheapest in the world. What do you mm. think it made in America? Six mil. I'm going to say 40. It didn't do too well. Ooh, 15. Or a little less. 14? Like, two less than that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. 12, Sandra? <laughs> yeah, 12 million. Wow! I can't believe I got it after you blatantly told me. <laughs> So it made double, which is all right. Yeah, that's not bad. It's not great. It's not like the ones that get remade because they're going to make millions. But I think it has been getting a lot of uh, releases on Blu-ray and DVD and stuff like that. It's on Netflix, so apparently a lot of people viewed it on Netflix. Mm. Well, let's just jump into the movie, the font. Oh yeah, the font was all right. It wasn't anything special, I don't know. Yeah, it's like the typical white font on black background for the credits. Yeah, it's a classic. It's nothing, like, crazy. They didn't go, like, oh, we're going to have our own original font for this movie sort of thing. It was okay. It was nothing special. It wasn't wasn't an eyesore, that's for sure. Well, you say Mm. that, but (laughs) the font they used for the title of the movie, I don't know how to describe it. It It's like a bunch of shadows... Oh, right, yeah, yeah, sorry, I forgot, I wrote it down here, yeah, it is, um, interesting. (laughs) Yeah, the font kind of rises out of these shadows, the floor, supposed floor. it's like he's dreaming, but it's a nightmare, I think, coming to fruition. The music is like, (laughs) do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Yeah, it's great. I love the music in this movie. Oh, yeah, the music's incredible. Love it. Love that 80s synth. And that's what someone was comedy. It's like, I love this movie, but the synth music was bad. (laughs) I was like, what? You love the movie, but you didn't like the synth music? That's the whole point of these films from the 80s. It's a synth. What? What? (laughs) To be fair, the soundtrack of Firestarter was better, I think, and this did feel like it was just a pretty run-of-the-mill synth soundtrack. But I still loved it. Oh, yeah, the synth, the, the music in Firestarter was definitely better, but I don't know if I like this one more or less than Firestarter. Mm. I'm really torn. Like, as a movie or as a soundtrack? Oh, the, the, the movie, not the soundtrack. The soundtrack mm. was clearly better in Firestarter. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But as a movie... Hmm. I might like this movie better, okay. but I'm, I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. I have to think on that. I Yeah, I've got no idea which one I'd read higher. Mm. But anyway, the first dream sequence is pretty amazing. You mentioned it before. Yeah, it's it's got a, a lady just having a stroll, having a stroll. Oh, there's a big old explosion behind her, and she's screaming. <laughs> oh dear, it's a nuclear bomb in the background, just... Yeah. And...
and this uh, very uh, not CGI'd onto a green screen <laughs> lady. They're definitely not happening. She's definitely not running on a treadmill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she, she's, she's got her arms out and she's like, ah, help me! I'm about to die from a big explosion. Blah. Turns into a skeleton and then says blah. Yeah, and goes blah. While looking right at the camera. Which was really weird. (laughs) (laughs) Was a bit. Yeah, it's good. The green screen, I don't know if I would... It is bad. It's bad Mm. green screen. But yeah, it adds to the dreaminess of it. This is the only time that the green screen was really pulled out, though. A lot of it was just stop motion, as you said. Yeah. Oh, there's uh, the point where he falls off a building, which was... Oh, yeah, that was was green screen as well. Yeah, you're right. I forgot about that. But aside from that, yeah, it's mainly just... They don't don't use it uh, liberally in the dreamscape, which is, I thought, what they were going to do. But I actually thought the dream effects were pretty good. They are good, yeah. They're very well done for for the time, obviously. The color, like it's all very red for the most part in most of the dreams. It, yeah, it's very orangey red, sort of like the intro that gets you in there is just like a a, a Windows desktop background, <laughs> yeah, of orange like swirls that sort of swirls you in, and then you're you're in the dreamscape. Mm. I really liked the dream aspect i thought that was one of the best parts of this movie which is good because that's like the whole point it's the whole point of the movie i can see why someone might say it's about dreams but they only spend 10 minutes of screen time inside dreams which is true yeah i wish they would have done more but it's not all about the dreams. no it's, it's not happening outside the dream and a possible conspiracy which i very much enjoyed i thought the conspiracy was very cool Oh yeah, and it turns out this opening dream is the president's dream because he's scared yes, of nuclear nukes. war. Yeah, yep. which it was really good. I like that reveal, and it, you know, it's a good way to write it. Yeah, yeah, it was a classic sort of intro. Your intro with something random, and then it's like, <gasps> it's a mm. dream. Oh, thank God! Except in this yeah. one, it's not a cop out because the the movie's literally about dreams. Yes. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like ninety percent of other movies where literally it's just a random dream sequence for no reason. Yeah, this is. A dream sequence that plays a big role in the story. Mm. It's kind of vital to the plot. Yeah. Which is nice. Refreshing. So we're introduced to Alex Garland, our main character. He's a telekinesis, but he's also got other abilities. Yes. We're, 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 we're told by um, the, the head of the, the, the psychic division or whatever the frick he does. He's like, ah, oh, yes, Alex. But then he pissed off. Like a dickhead. Yeah, he ran away in the middle of the tests they were doing on him. I uh, didn't want to be prodded and probed, which I guess is fair. <laughs> <laughs> he does say that, which was pretty good. Well, it's good. I like his character's great. It's he like, is. I am the head of the psychic division. I do all these tests, other things, but I'm also just a, a dude. I'm a guy. Yeah. So his name is Paul. All of mm. the names in this movie are very white. There's Alex, Paul... Bob, Eddie, Jane, Tommy. <laughs> like, I didn't realize till you pointed it out now. But yes, but this is a very, very white man. Movie. Um, I I just called him the Doctor in all my notes, but yeah, his name is Doctor Paul. He's good. Yep. I like him a lot. Very likable. You see, inside the dreamscape, it's bigger on the inside than it is. On Boo. The- <laughs> Understandable. <laughs> Uh, and this guy in a suit is like, oh, I'm going to go get Alex alive. 
or alive. Yep, because he's, he's not going to kill him. We cut to Alex. He's at a racetrack and he's watching stock footage of horse races. But Alex, he's he's not he's not exactly the best friend maker. I wrote in my notes, Alex makes no friends at the racetrack. <laughs> he does make no friends. But he does manage to predict a random horse that just breaks out at the last minute and he manages to to psychically predict it. The horse's name is High Compression. That's a great name. So he wins the money and he goes and cashes in and I love this quote because he's there getting his money and he says, you know, I love Benjamin Franklin. Discovered electricity, you know. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Great, thanks. Thanks, mate. Great to know. (laughs) Yeah, that is a random line. I don't know why he said that. Well, because Franklin's face is on the the notes that he's getting. Oh, the note. That makes way more sense now that you've explained it. Oh, you thought that he was just saying the name? Yes, I thought he was just saying... I love Ben Franklin. He got electricity. It made no freaking sense to me. It literally, it literally made no sense. I was like, "What is he talking about?" Yeah. Oh yeah, he gets chased by. Yeah, there's a couple of goons that are like, "Hey, you're really good at predicting things. Predict things for us, idiot." And he's like, "No." So he goes and hides in the women's bathroom, and we see this older lady walking out of the bathroom, being like, "Oh, it's not safe in them damn toilets anymore." Which is <laughs> good. It's great. Don't you hate it when you're you're chilling in the bathroom and then some guy running away from some jocks busts into a stall? The toilet thing does come back, though, because he's got all the money in, in this bag. Yeah, all his winnings from his stuff. And then eventually these guys catch up to him and and grab his bag, thinking that the money is still in there. But while he was in the toilet, he filled it up with toilet paper. Yep, he replaced all the money with toilet paper. He swapped it out, which is big smart, because he's a smart boy. Uh, Then he goes home and plays saxophone, which only comes back once in a very funny scene. It's great, though. It's still, at least it comes back. It does come back. I wish that it was maybe in there a little bit more. You liked the saxophone. That's fair. I like the saxophone. It's it good. good. The saxophone does play a lot in the soundtrack, though. Like, it comes back as an instrument mm. during the movie, but he's not playing it necessarily. I like the sax. It was good. Yeah, we could have, uh, we could have had more, um, more, more sax. thought you were going to say more sex for a second, nope. and I was like, just you wait. <laughs> it's coming up. Oh, it's coming. It's in this movie. <laughs> yep. Or in your dreams. Ooh. Or their dreams, because they're having dream sex. And it's... Yep. Uh, probably problematic, but, you know. Yeah, well... It was a different time. It was a different time, but also she consented, I think? I'm not sure. She didn't consent to him entering the dream. No. But then she's very angry afterwards. Uh, yeah, let, let's just, let's, we'll, we'll get to that when we bloody get to it. Just you wait. Um, the guys from the college, they rock up and Alex hops in the car with them and we go to the college and it's the whitest college you've ever seen. It is pretty white. It's a very white college. That's it. It's a very white college. It's just a college. He makes he makes a joke. He goes like, Oh, did my mother set you up on this? Force me to complete my college graduation <laughs> yeah. by any means. Which I thought was dumb. But great. Exactly. Because he, cause he ran away when he was 19. That's the, that's the context yep. there. Also, he's meant to be 24 in this movie, but he looked a lot older did he look twenty four to you? I I, I I think he looked uh, I would have gone for more like twenty six, twenty seven. Yeah. Maybe. Look, 
once again, this is a thing of Sandro being like, he doesn't look like that. My thing is, I do give them leeway in the age department unless they point out their age, in, and, th- and then from then onwards, I can't stop thinking about it. Oh, right. Well, that's fair, I guess. Yeah. Like, if they didn't point out how, exactly how how old he was, it, Still, you know, it wouldn't matter. Of all the things, I think he didn't look so bad. Yeah, compared to a lot of other stuff we've seen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that we've seen, yeah. Like, I could believe that he's he's that young. I'm thinking he looks pretty old for his age, but yeah. apart from that... That's know. one... That's another good thing I, I can say about the movie Grand View USA, because the 18-year-old guy in that looks 18, which does make it creepier when he sleeps with Jamie Lee Curtis. Great. But he Great looks 18. Know, Sandro. So glad you're here to tell us all these fun facts, Sandro. Fun facts... Sandro, that's my name. That's what they call me. Uh, not a single person ever in their life until now. No. Until now. Well, I I wasn't doing fun facts until now though, so it's fair enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're really. right. You're na- are you now fun facts, Sandro? I am now. Thing now. That's my thing now. If you <laughs> yeah. want a fun fact, just ask me. All right, give us another fun fact then, Sandro. I don't have any. <laughs> uh, and it's gone. You've it's already gone. failed your legacy. It was fun while it lasted. <laughs> Guess we'll move on with the movie. He meets Jane, and she's like, we're studying dreams. And he's like, I'm going to study your dreams, if you know what I'm saying. (laughs) Yep. She also explains that um, part of the reason they're doing this research is because of sexual dysfunction in men. And if it's physical or not, because if you dream, you get an erection. It's not a physical thing, it's a mental thing. Yep. And so he says... So, what your job is here is that you count bonus. <laughs> That's what he says. <laughs> yep. And it's the bachelor party thing where they spent like a minute setting up this bad joke. Because <laughs> it doesn't come back ever again. <laughs> it's great. It's just this one joke. <laughs> for no reason at all. He's looking around the facilities and he sees um, the, the, the sleep chamber... Which looks really cool. I love the design in this movie. Mm, yeah, yeah. Oh, who was your designer? Darth Vader? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it looks like his... It, it, it looks like Darth Vader's throne room in, in Empire Strikes Back. It's got the, it does, it's got the it things on the like walls. That. It makes it look all all Star Wars-y. It is very funny that he says that. That was a good joke. I was like, ha, that is, that's pretty good. Because it does, it does look very Star Wars. Hey, this just in. Fun fact, Sandra's back. I've got a fun fact for you. Whoa! He's alive! I thought he was dead, but he's back. In the movie Grand View USA, there's a car as a part of the Demolition Derby. It's called Darth Vader. Do you know what? Did you want to know why it's called Darth Vader? Because that's a cool name for a car. No, it's got this, like, paper mache thing of Darth Vader on the top of the car that does nothing and falls off immediately as soon as the car starts driving. Oh, that's so bad. Fun facts! Can you not talk about that movie? <laughs> it's good. It's it's good movie. <laughs> I doubt it now. Every time you mention something about it, it gets worse. Not better. You, you had to be there, honestly. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, he runs into Dr. Paul, and Dr. Paul's like, Oh, you're using your talents for money and, and women. You gotta you gotta use them for good. Gotta help science. So they go to a bar. And then he's like, Alright, now that we've talked now that I've said my mic because he's like he's he's great. He's like the best dad. He's like he tells you what he thinks, he's telling you what, mm. and then he takes you out for a drink. Exactly. He's like 
You're wasting your life. You're not doing right. You should be right. Anyway, enough of that. Let's go get a drink, eh? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Paul's like, we want to put you in people's dreams and you can help them sort out mm. nightmares or, or mm. find out what people's worries are. And we can, mm. yeah. It's clever, actually. I quite like it's it. It's cool. All right, I love this. There's this kid at the college, mm. uh, very young, I'd say probably between the ages of 8 and 12. Yeah. He's having recurring chronic nightmares about a snake man, as he calls mm. it. And they send in one of their new telepaths into his brain. Not Alex, another new recruit. And yep. this telepath, he's trying to figure stuff out, but it doesn't work. And when the kid wakes up, this telepath, he's left in, like, a vegetative state or something. His mind is gone, it seems. Roasted. Which is a cool idea, that you can die in someone else's dream. Or, like, your mind can get trapped in someone else's dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, the, no other movie has ever explored <laughs> di- diving into people's dreams to, to change reality and then getting stuck in them forever. Definitely not. God, I wish there was another high-budget sci-fi movie mm. that involved that. Oh, well. Uh, it's very original. <laughs> I'm just saying, someone may have stole some ideas from this movie. This movie was very, like, there was a lot of, like, Inception-feeling moments in it, which is kind of interesting, so it could have inspired some... And it also inspired yeah. the uh, green-screen styling of Sharkboy and Lava Girl, so good on it. Yep. Inspired a lot, this movie. No, that was just the fever dream he had. Oh. They've got this kid, and Alex is like, huh... I might want to help this kid, but I'll do that later, because first he's got to train. Mm. So he's getting ready to train. He meets Tommy, who's the the first guy to ever dream link with someone. Oh my god, no. He's he's getting ready by having a shower and getting naked while he's doing that. <laughs> Outside his room, mm. he hears his uh, saxophone being played. <laughs> I love this thing. Except... It really bad. It's it's awful. Like being played by someone who doesn't know how to play a saxophone. So he leaves the shower, he comes out, and he sees this guy mm-hmm. playing his saxophone. Yeah. First off, gross and unsanitary. Mm-hmm. That's a saxophone. Hundred percent. And he's just getting his his face and lips all over that. Gross. Yeah. Second off, he doesn't know how to play the saxophone at all. He's just tooting with it. He's just going. Okay. It's exactly what it sounds like. It sounds awful. It's uh, really bad. And then he's like, you make music with this thing? <laughs> yeah. And we're like, what an asshole. And then he tries on his jacket. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I could really get some ladies in this thing. And he's like, yep, <laughs> Tommy, you could, bud. Tommy is the absolute worst, but because he's played by this particular actor, he's kind of charmingly awful. I disagree. <laughs> He's just awful. Okay. I really like that. It was like charming the because the other guy was tolerating him somehow. Yeah, that's true. I don't know why he wasn't decked. He refers to himself as the Neil Armstrong of dreams, which I thought was funny. That <laughs> was very funny. I'm the nah, best guy. He, is, he, is, he is very good. He's very good in this movie. Yeah. Um, but, like, he plays this complete asshole. I just um, love the fact that there's a scene in this where... The main character plays sax really well, and then the antagonist plays sax absolutely awful. Absolutely. It's great. I love that that exists. Uh, I think it's good. Much like last week, it's actual awful music, not good music that the movie's telling us is awful. Yeah. See that? Which is always a plus. See that, movies? It's good. Yeah, anyway, we're introduced to him. He's, he's like, part of the first group of psychics they got in to do this. 
Um, he was one of the the two people in there, except the other ones just got into a comatose state, so mm-hmm. he's the only one left. And uh, the guy's like, "Oh, shame, shame that that guy left in a casket." I'll get a casket for you, though. <laughs> You're an asshole, and you hate competition because you want to be the only one. Uh, yeah, so Alex, then he goes and does his first... What's the term they use? Dream... Oh, yeah, dream linking. That's it. Yes, which is they hook these machines up to you and they're like, into his dreams. No, no other movie has ever done a machine hookup where people go into the dreams to change things in the dreams before. Not, not ever explored ever again after this movie. Never done ever. So he goes into the this this dream of the steel worker, mm. uh, and then they're up on a, a high building. Yes. After going through the windows background of orange. <laughs> Um, yeah, whenever you enter a dream, you kind of go through a tunnel of different colours. It's, it's it's the Doctor Who tunnel if it was orange. You're like... Whoosh. That's exactly it. Except, except the, the music is creepy. Yeah, yeah. Instead yeah. of like... Doo, 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 it's like... Doo, 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 doo. Uh, yep. Evil. Look out for Snake Man. Uh, sure. <laughs> That's exactly how it is. Okay. I love the visuals on this building, though, because the sky is super sped up. The clouds are moving by ridiculously fast, and it just mm. adds to the weirdness and the dreamness of it yeah, all. Yeah, no, but it, that that makes sense. That feels more dreamy, that this weird, like, cloud... Like, time is all wiggly and wobbly. Yeah. Uh, wibbly-wobbly. Timey-wimey. Timey-wimey, as it were. Because, mm. cause, like... Uh, I've done it in a dream before, where you check the... T- a good way to tell if you're in a dream, to get that, like, uh... What's what's it called? Where, you, where you're aware of your surroundings in the dream. Oh, like lucid dreaming. Yeah, lucid dreaming. Is to, like, look at a, a timepiece or something. Yeah. And then look at it again, because it will immediately change to something else. Exactly. Or, like, look at text, and then look at it again. It will just change. It, mm. does, it just doesn't say, stay the same. So they're on this high-up building, and the steel worker, he's working the steel, and then he sees uh, sees the protagonist. He's like, hey, is that the protagonist over there? And he's like, <laughs> yeah, I am. And then he's like, oh, the protagonist is like, oh my god, look out for that steel beam that you're not paying attention to. Yeah. And then the other guy's like, whoa! It's the the thing we've got to overcome in this sequence, protagonist. Yes. They just use all these film terms. It's very strange. He's like, ah, help me, protagonist. I'm about to have no consequences from this fall, but it's a moment that's happening in the scene. Help! Uh, and the protagonist is like, I'm a hero. I have to help. It's part. It's a part of my hero's journey. This is the first time I show growth. And so he, he jumps onto the the steel bar and tries to pull the guy up. But as he's pulling the guy up, the shirt rips. Oh no! And he falls. He falls Whoa! to his supposed death. Yeah. No. And then he dies. And that's the end of the film. Yeah. Uh, although if he hadn't been woken up during the scene would he have just died yeah he would have hit the ground and died because if you die in a dream you die in real life yes so yeah actually if he hadn't been woken up 
If he hadn't woken up just before hitting the ground, yeah, he 100% would have died. I mean, you always do that in your dreams, but if you didn't, mm-hmm. would you just die? I think so. Is this what this movie's saying? Because he literally almost died. Because we know for a fact later on that people die in their dreams. Yeah. So he literally could have died if he hadn't been ta- taken out at that moment. That's interesting, because they're very light-hearted about it. They're like, oh my god, it felt so real. That was crazy. And he's like, wow, that was so cool. I want to do that again, yeah. And then the other guy is like, oh, I'm jealous because I want to be the only good guy here. I'm Tommy. I'm gonna... I murdered my dad. (gasps) Spoilers. Yeah, he did. He's a bad dude, probably. Yep. No, he is. He's definitively definitively (laughs) the villain. That's up to the uh, opinion. So, uh, after this dream experience alex goes to rest and and while doing so he meets bob government man bob who reveals that this is all actually funded by the government itself and alex is like i didn't sign up to be a part of no government experiment what is this what's going on and bob is like yeah it's the it's government man come on what are you gonna do gonna help us out yeah what did you expect idiot yeah i'm training you to be an assassin for the cia what do you what do you want what what? Excuse me, what was that? Uh, nothing. I said I'm training you to be fashionable for the thing coming up soon. What? Yep. The parade? Exactly. And he's like, what? And he's like, yeah, I love parades. Anyway, bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. I'm the villain of this movie. Bye. The next day, Alex goes to talk to Nightmare Kid. And Nightmare Kid's great. This actor is incredible yeah it's uh definitely one of the best child actors we've had because they um they don't have much scenes but like in the scenes the kid is so great at portraying emotion on his face like you can Mm. tell that he's terrified of these dreams all throughout Mm. this movie until they defeat the bad thing in the dreams snake man the snake man the snake man yeah he's like i'm gonna help you out kid i'm gonna go on your dream we're gonna defeat these nightmares and he's like cool cool thing friendo i would like snake man to die yep because there's a snake man by the way spoilers Mm. snake man snake man snake man's great i love snake man everyone loves snake man do you know what i like what snake man (laughs) 2 what's snake man 2 oh wait i know what you mean snake man 2 was very cool and Snake Man 3, Snake Man 3, I was like, they they made him wear that. Snake Man 3 is perhaps the most ambitious Snake Man, and mm. also the most ambitious movie in the movie, and it could have failed, but they mm. pulled it off pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you might be thinking of Snake Man 4, but I'm thinking of Snake Man 3, because Snake Man 3 is where he reverts to half... That's what I was thinking, yes. Normal? Okay, okay. Yes, yes. Snake Man 4 is the one at the very end. Snake Man 4 was not my favourite. It was more a lizard man. To yeah, it was more lizard man. Snake Man and it was 3... Just the, we just saw the head. We didn't mm. get much. Possibly a sequel. Don't know. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll talk about that later, I guess. <laughs> uh, but in the meantime, another President Dream. President Dream. The nuke goes off. It's... Oh, this President Dream is like... Whoa. It's spooky, man. It's very creepy. I I was taken out. I was like, this is genuinely upsetting. (laughs) Yeah. I was genuinely not... This is a scary dream. That's the thing about this movie is it's so cheesy and so 80s, but then the dreams are, like, quite 
real unsettling yeah, yeah. it was very upset uh, unsettling it definitely was so this dream is um the nuke goes off and we see the we, nuke town we see the city yeah the town that has it's been affected out. by this nuke uh it's all red it's all mm. it's all glowing post-apocalyptic crumbled buildings rubble everywhere and we hear the voice of the dead children crying out why did you blow us up what did you do what's happening dabble the haters and we follow the voices into a building then into the building we we go through a door okay boomer and there's zombie kids Ugh, they all spring out and go we're zombie kids and you killed us Mr. President and Mr. President's yep. like oh boy that was a spick of dream yep he wakes up and is like that's oh. a bit rough yeah. I'm gonna need a stiff one after that alright <laughs> excuse me <laughs> get some whiskey alright that's what you meant by stiff one wow I uh... look it was a wet dream but wet in the sense that he was sweating oh no 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 he was just sweating a lot that's why that's why it was a wet dream (laughs) anyway the president is like that's a spooky dream and then he goes and talks to Bob and reveals to Bob that he thinks these dreams are a message to him saying Mm. that he should try and cooperate with the Russians to end this cold war Mm. and come up with like a disarmament deal for both of them so no one has nukes anymore that sounds like a great idea honestly (laughs) yes and bob's like oh but you can't do that no war's good war's good for our economy i'll make lots of money from war you can't do that what are you talking about mr president i'm gonna kill you i mean what huh you gotta do what now i'm gonna krill you we're gonna go deep sea diving go meet some krill krill yeah gonna go swimming go see some krill (laughs) you've always wanted to do that haven't you mr president no Go scuba diving. Be like, hi, Krill. How you doing? Hope you don't get eaten by a whale later. Wow, that's a mean thing to say to some Krill. And the Krill are like, what? No. (laughs) I don't want to die. Can we move on from this? What's a whale? And then the whale's like, oh. And the Krill's like, but you just told me the whales can kill me and that's and then that's good information i'm gonna go away and then that krill lives and is still alive to this day where the other ones he's he's in the whale and he's like i'm stuck in the whale the other krill's like i can't get you out sorry for that krill i'm literally dying in here man we will remember you yeah we can't exactly help we're krill (laughs) (laughs) we don't have any hands can't open up the whale's mouth yeah that that'd be that'd be impossible that'd be impossible this was a bit anyway <laughs> this is the weirdest bit ever. <laughs> yeah but it featured the best thing Krill! Woo! Woo! um <laughs> oh this next dream sequence is hilarious mm. as you mentioned like the dreams that the dreams in this movie feel like dreams and none of them feel more like dreams than this one i think because mm. it's so weird yeah. And off. So, so you're in a house, Sandra. You're in a house, and there's a child. Oh no, wrong dream. This Wait. is the sex dream. Oh, this is this one. Oh, yep. Nope. I skipped over sex dream. Oh, thank God, we we didn't miss on the sex dream. So imagine you're a woman, and you go to bed. That's while well, you go, you fall asleep on the couch, and then a guy walks into no, 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 your wrong house. Dream. This is the dream of the guy who sleepwalks. Oh right. Oh my God, I forgot about that. 
I forgot that dream entirely. I didn't even write it down in my notes. Whoops. Oh, really? Yeah, no, I was busy watching the movie because I was like, this scene's great. Um, so instead, you're in a car. <laughs> and you're driving along and the guy's like, all right, are you ready? Oh, um, yep. Yep, 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 cool. All right, so you're going to go in the back of the house. I've got to go in the front. And be quiet, all right? I want to uh, make sure we surprise her. Okay. Okay. And so you're driving along. Um, you have no idea. He's he, You're like, oh, I've just popped into the stream to help this guy. Yeah. Uh, What's happening? Oh, it feels very real. Mm. He pulls up and he's like, all right, uh, the the house is just down the block down there. I want to make sure she doesn't see the car. So you creep along, creep along the street, and then you, you get to the house. And it's like, all right, you're going through the back. I'm going through the front. We'll meet in the middle. You know, that's the plan. Yeah. Be quiet. Wait, Be hang careful. on. I can hear something in the house. He moves in to the house while the sound gets louder. What is that? Uh, it sounds like someone's yelling. Yep. Hmm. Anyway, they go through the house until uh, they get to the stairs. Hmm. Climb up these stairs. The stairs are red. Everything's turning red <laughs> Everything's again. Everything's turning red, yeah. And then they burst into the bedroom. <laughs> oh my god! You're, you're, you're cheating on me! Uh, as he sees his wife. Cheating on him with his brother. <laughs> with his brother. And in front of the children, we pan over and there are two kids watching. They're on lawn chairs. And and not only that, underneath the bed, there's all his golfing buddies. <laughs> <laughs> and in the, uh, behind the curtains is the, the local Chinese grocery man. <laughs> yeah. This was a scene. It's so funny because it, it it does feel like a like a dream, and it, yeah, it just yeah. it, it sells you on it. It's ridiculous in front of the children. That moment is so in it's just like the children, <laughs> and then they're just sitting there like I don't know what I'm watching. <laughs> yeah, they're just sitting there like blank stares. Like what what is happening? And then we get out of the dream, and Paul's like. Oh, he's got inadequacy issues, you know. He feels like he's he's a, he's not a great man, you know what I mean? And Alex yeah, that is was like, kind of obvious. No, I don't know what you mean. I'm I never suffer these things. I'm Alex. Anyway, uh, let's do the uh, the nightmare, mm. kids' nightmare. So now that he's done the successful procedure, he's like, oh, I've got to help this kid now. Now that I'm good at doing these mm. these dreams, and he's like, no, you can't help. And then he's like. I'm gonna help. And then the guy's like, okay. So, uh, yeah, he goes into this kid's dream and the first thing he sees is is that he's inside a house and it's not it's not a normal house because everything's mm. crooked. Mm. The windows are slanted, the doors, mm. everything's slightly off. And the kid's there and the kid's going, oh no. Oh, hi, it's me. I'm a kid. <coughs> I'm, I'm scared. Help. Oh, help me, sir. Oh, please, sir. Can I have a bit of help killing the monster? And Alex is like, there is no monster. Don't be ridiculous. What the fuck do you mean, love? We've literally been talking about this monster outside the dream for like half this movie. <laughs> and this is what Alex does. Alex is like, there's no monster. Even though that's the reason he's in the dream. I guess I guess he's trying to help the kid. Like, okay. if it's, there's no monster, you don't have to worry. Ugh. <laughs> Anyway, the hand, a, a hand breaks through a window and grabs the kid. And... Oh, help me, Nick! He's gonna twist me, Nick, or pop me in off. What? What? Excuse me. He's gonna twist my neck. Help! Oh, I thought you were saying something else. 
What are you doing? Stop misconstruing the words I say and help me. <laughs> so they they run away from this hand, and uh, yep. the body belonging to the hand jumps through the window, and it's yeah. a giant snake man. Giant snake man. How would you How would you describe? Snake Man. Again, well, it's the picture yeah. you're looking at right now if you're listening to the episode, so you can see it for yourself. But yeah. how would you describe him? Um, so, imagine a man, mm-hmm. but a snake. Yep. Cool. <laughs> yep. That's, That's it. it. That's it. That's Snake Man. There's your, uh, there's your audio-visual uh, representation <laughs> in the podcast. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. No, but it's like a, a snake, but it's got like human arms, legs, and torso, body... Yeah, but it's got a tail. It's got a tail, and and it's... then it's got a, a very snake head. Yeah, like it's a cobra head. But later on, snake and snake, it's got a human head. Snake them. that full boy. That was cool. <laughs> that was a fun time. And it's it's pretty obvious that it's stop motion, similar to like the dogs in Ghostbusters, but they hide mm. it pretty well. It looks pretty good. Yeah, and it also works more as a dream. <laughs> yeah. Stop motion is a nightmare. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I love the moment where they're running away from the snakes and they've got to go down this just long, twisting staircase into a void of nothingness. That was mm. such a cool visual. Yeah, yeah, it was very cool, actually. I I agree. Because mm. he's got these winding staircases. There's also the dad, which is quite rather funny. Oh, yeah, the kid's dad is in the dream. Where, which is like, they, they pass him by and he's like, that's my dad, he won't help. And he's like... Damn well I won't, you piece of shit. <laughs> he does say that. Yeah, it's great. And then the dad gets eaten because he won't do anything, which is amazing. They run away from Snake Man for a bit and then get cornered in a room. And mm. and Alex is like, all right, kid, you got to do it. You got to face the Snake Man on Bear Grylls. And this is how he survives. So he drinks his own piss. Yeah, that's what we're doing. And then he jumps on the Snake Man. Wrestles him to the ground. Well, not to the ground. He just kind of wrestles him rather poorly, in fact. The snake man can, looks like he can still move pretty well. Yeah. But he's got him. And the kid's like, oh, yeah, it's shovel time. Yep, the kid grabs... A trusty shovel and I'll disembowel him. <laughs> the kid gets a shovel and, yeah, just, like, swings at his stomach and all the stomachs come out. And then the kid is like, can't be sure something's dead. If its head's still attached. Yep. So it decapitates the Snake Man. And Snake Man head goes for six. It's a home run. And Alex is like, good job, kid. You really decapitated that snake monster. With a shovel. And then they hug. And it's like, oh, that's nice. Because the kid's like, you saved my life, mister. I can never repay you. And then he's like, I didn't save your life. This was a dream, idiot. <laughs> and then the kid's like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> And then the kid wakes up, and yep. he's still in a dream, because yep. it's a nightmare within a nightmare. And the nightmare is this movie. Oh, except the movie's more like a pleasant dream, because it's a good movie. Exactly. <laughs> then the kid just watches the movie, and is like, this sure is a good movie. Yep. I'm going to be one of the 43% of Rotten Tomatoes that give it a good rating. Let's get back to the main plot. Alex is at a bar, and this guy approaches him, who's like a a horror fiction author, mm. And and the author tells Alex that Government Bob is actually working for covert intelligence and he suspects that Bob is up to something nefarious, mm. potentially training 
these telepaths to be assassins for him mm. and go into dreams and kill people. That sounds like it could happen. And then um, uh, he goes back to the building and he enters Jane's apartment. He wants to see what Jane's up to and she's sleeping on a couch. She's having a sleep. So what what would you do if you saw a sleeping woman on a couch? I would be like, oh, great. I'm glad she's getting some rest. I'm leaving. And then I'll leave the room. Yep. Well, how about I go into her dreams and bang her? Uh, that doesn't sound good. No, but that's what the movie thinks should happen. Uh, and yeah, that happens. And then they wake up and she's like, what did you do? And he's like, it was a dream. It didn't count. It's weird <laughs> because it was a dream, but also it is, wasn't very consensual. No. And then he tries and deflects it by being like, but do you see what happened? I dream-linked without the machine. And she's like, great, that's awesome. (laughs) And she's super happy. Mm. It's a breakthrough. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, distracting her from the fact that he um, he did a bad thing. Did a bad thing. Speaking of doing bad things, Bob sure is getting ready to do a bad thing. Yeah. Because he hates the idea of the president stopping the Cold War. Because that's good business for him. Exactly. So he goes and he talks to the doctor and is like, Hey, uh, Mr. Dr. Paul, the president wants to come over um, so that we, we can help him with some dreams he's having. And Paul's like, Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. We'll get Tommy to help out, Paul. That sounds good. That sounds good. So then Bob goes to talk to Tommy and he's like, All right, Tommy, you killed your father. We know that. We know that now. That's revealed now. You, Tommy, killed your father, and I kind of... Did he cover it up? He didn't cover it up. He just took him under his wing, really. Yeah, yeah, helped him out. Yeah. And, uh, and Tommy, what I'm going to need you to do, I'm going to need you to go into the president's dream and kill him in the dream. You're an mm. assassin for us. Just like how you did with your father. You're going to go into the presence of this dream, and you're going to kill him. And he's like, oh, yeah? Sounds good, fam. Mm. Uh, there, is a, there is a scene uh, we discover first... That um, he can kill people in dreams. Because there's an old lady who uh, is having troubles with dreams and he, he hops in there and uh, does a little stabby-stabby. Yeah, he kills this lady in her dream. A little little shankaroo in his sleep. Because it's interesting because if you die within a dream, it basically just looks like you had a heart attack. So it's kind of hard to link it to anyone mm. in particular, as you might imagine. So yeah. Alex... He goes and meets up with the horror author again and basically confirms to this author that everything is happening. And they're talking, they're talking away, where a bunch of Bob's men, mean men, mean-looking men, approach them and they've got to run away from him. Mm. So they go into this uh, kind of like parade of people, like a graduation parade, and they're hiding in there, and the men come up and get him, and they kill the horror author. They, they, they just shoot him. Got him. And they take Alex to go and meet Bob, and Bob reveals... His plans to Alex and is like, you got to work for us, Alex, or else you're going to die. But what Alex does is he jumps out of the car uh, while it's driving and he and he falls into the ground and he does quite possibly the funniest thing I think I've ever seen, which is very slowly flag down, well, not flag down, very slowly distract a motorcycle driver so that the motorcycle driver kind of swerves at the last minute, but he's going too slow, so the so the motorcycle just kind of falls over, and then the driver falls off it. Then Alex goes up to the driver and is like, you okay, Mr. Driver? And the driver's like, yeah, I'm fine. Why'd you do that? And then Alex just steals his bike. Got him. Then we get a, a, a little chase scene. 
it's pretty good. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he, he does a little little phone call. He's like, ring, ring. Yeah, he tries to warn them all about Bob's plans. I like this scene because he's in a payphone in, in the middle of a very, very empty parking lot. And this car is just pedaled to the floor, flying towards the payphone. And it's a really cool, it's a really cool visual as he has to then jump out of the payphone and then get on his bike and yeah, we get a, a little chase, which is pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I like, I like because he he bumps into the guy and his uh, the the guy that was chasing him before, and he's like, hey, uh, help me out and I'll get you winnings for, for <laughs> yes, the racetrack for guys. for the races, and he's like, all right, six winnings, and he's like. Five winnings done. <laughs> yeah, the chase scene ends. Alex escapes these guys, uh, which yeah. is pretty good. So then we cut back to Dr. Paul. He's talking to Bob with this new information he has, and Bob's like, <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm not going to kill the president. I've never killed the president. What president? What? Where even is the president? What? There's a president here? <laughs> What? There's a president at all? I don't, what, what, I don't know what they would do. What? There's no. a president of America? I thought no presidents were in other countries, not in America. Yeah, what? I didn't even know he was here. What? He's sleeping over here. There's an ass- What? Crazy. You're, ta- you're talking crazy. And Paul's like, nah, mate, I know what you're planning to do, and I don't like it, quite frankly. And I really like this line, because Paul says to Bob... You took something vital and you corrupted it. And it's like, and you let me. Oh, it's good. And then the other guy's like, I know, and it shames me deeply. Oh, that's a good moment. Damn, that was a good scene. Too bad that guy cocks it. Yeah, he immediately dies. (laughs) Yeah, he gets wrecked. (laughs) It's so good. Just those two great actors going... Going head-to-head in that scene. It's, it's excellent. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Then we see Alex sneaking into the building with Jane's help. They head into a room quite close to where the president is sleeping, mm. almost next door to where Tommy is, getting ready to enter the president's dream and kill him. Mm. So Tommy and Alex, they both enter the president's dream. It's uh, the same nightmare nuke town that we saw before, except this time mm. they're on a train. Mm-hmm. Alex goes to talk to the president on the train and is like, your life's in danger, Mr. President. I've got to help mm. you. And he's like, what? What are you talking about? I'm on the train to Nukeville. I'm like, chugga chugga choo choo. Nuke time. <laughs> it's weird for the president to say stuff like that. He is on drugs at the moment. He is on drugs. That's true. That's true. Because they, they drugged him up. They gave him a sleep drug to keep him in the dream. And so he's like, wake up, Mr. President. And he's like, oh, but they gave me drugs to keep me asleep. And he's like, ah, Bugger. <laughs> uh, Tommy rocks up, and so does a police officer out of nowhere, just rocks up. Well, I think here's what happens. The president subconsciously got an officer to, to go... Yeah, probably. ...get him. And Tommy's like, hey, it's me, I'm Tommy, look at me! Uh, I run this town, because I'm Tommy. And, uh... <laughs> Also, uh, have you any of you seen Nightmare on Elm Street? It's not out yet, but it will be soon. And, it will and be when out, it is it's out, cinemas. go see it. It's a great movie. Shink, stab. <laughs> he grows super sharp, like nails, like yeah, like fingernails, and just pulls the cop's heart out, mm. which is great. And Alex is there, going, "Tommy, you sick bastard!" And Tommy hands Alex the heart and is like, "Alex, have a heart." 
Have a heart, man. Tommy just overacts like crazy in this scene, but I think that just makes it better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And so they start battling it out. Alex grabs like a, a pipe and mm. starts just wailing on him. But but uh, good old what's-its-face. Tommy Boy's like, hey, you know what would make this train better? It was going on faster. Pulls Ooh. lever and the train goes super fast right into this tunnel. Oh, yeah. And it goes all dark. Goes all dark. And you see all these zombie boys. Mm. And Tommy, he's a zombie boy. He is a zombie boy now. Because he can change his appearance. It's important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He can manipulate the dream at will. And he's like, hey, zombie boys. You see that boy over there? That's the president. He got you killed. He got you zombified. Let's get him. And they're like, okay, if if you insist, I guess. Well, how about we have a vote? How about we just quickly have a vote between all our zombies? Do you want to? Yeah, yeah. Who votes for uh, murdering the president? All murdering. raise hands. No, I guess I do. Yeah, all, all yeah, yeah. Po- yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I guess I guess we're all on board for this. They seem quite diplomatic for zombies. Mm. Kind of surprising, but um, good on them. They run at the president. They're like, "Hey, we're gonna murder you. We diplomatically voted on it, and mm-hmm. we decided this was the best course of action." Woo! And then uh, they run away, get into the next carriage. But they turn around and, oh my god, Tommy's right there in that carriage already. Except he's not just in the carriage. He's in the carriage and he's got a nunchuck. <laughs> and he's wearing a kung fu robe. <laughs> what does he say? He's like, you guys ever seen uh, Bruce Lee? <laughs> yeah, he's always like, I watched End of the Dragon six times. Six times. <laughs> wow. And he does some uh, sort of fancy nunchuck movements. And Alex just... Pulls in Indiana Jones and just punches them. <laughs> yep, it's great. <laughs> I think he, I think he, he goes to choke Tommy, and so Tommy's like, "Oh, you, I'm having none of this." And he, mm. and he changes the dream again and turns into the Snake Man. The Snake Man, but it's not quite the same Snake Man. It's what he thinks Alex saw in the dream. Yeah. So Alex got really scared by the Snake Man, apparently. And keeps drawing the Snake Man in mm. his notebooks and stuff. He does various drawings of the Snake Man. And Tommy got a hold of one of these drawings and bases uh, the visual off the drawing rather than off the dream itself, which he wouldn't have known. It's it's more humanoid. It's like face is like awfully humanoid and like... Bah! Mm. It looks very much like a Star Trek alien. Yes. And so they, they run away. Into this sort of uh, scrap yard, almost like destroyed building area. Mm-hmm. And then there's a couple of wolves. Ooh, with glowing red eyes. They, they glow on. We got the red eyes. Red eyes. We're going to chase after you. One of us going to get electrocuted. Woo! They do a bit more chasing. One of the wolves gets zaps and then just disappears. Yeah, just gets electrocuted to death. RIP that wolf. Yeah, poor wolf. But also, probably had it coming. But also. Yeah. Poor wolf. Shouldn't have had glowy eyes, idiot. Yeah, what are you can't, doing, wolf? Can't, can't see when you've got glowy eyes. Turn your glowing your lines off. Your eyes were glowing so much, you would have yeah. seen the zap, you dum-dum. So stupid, that wolf. Then uh, they get into the, the, the pile of this rubble. They deep into this, like, rubble cave. But they reach the end of it. And they're like, Uh-oh. guess we've got to stand our ground. It's just like the nightmare before, where we got trapped in a room. We're going to have to face off against the snake man. Are you here? In the distance, the snake man, he's going... I watched, uh, I watched Enter the Dragon six times. He's still <laughs> saying that. I don't know why. <laughs> I love Enter the Dragon! It's my favourite movie! Bruce Lee! 
Brisley, he's sick. Have you seen him? And Al licks and the president are like, oh, he's coming. We can hear him from a mile away. He's still talking yeah, about wow. that movie. Not very stealthy when he just keeps talking about that. <laughs> but then the snake man jumps up and bites him in the neck. Oh, Alice got bitten in the neck by the snake man. No. Probably venomous. Probably has a bit of poison in it. But do you know what Alex can do? If Tommy came in and played the dream... So can Alex. So can Alex. Alex just straight up heals himself. Which is a cool visual as well. They kind of show it glowing. Yeah, you, you see him looking at it and then it sort of glows and yeah. vanishes. Which is cool, which is cool. Uh, and then he turns into Bruce Lee and he's like, Stop killing people. And he's like, Oh, Bruce Lee, please forgive me. Except it's not Bruce Lee, it's his dad. No, it's, it's like, his dad. Oh, dad. That no, would have been a great, like, <laughs> if Bruce Lee was alive at this point, getting him Absolutely. in to cameo as himself <laughs> would have been the best. Hell yeah. Um, but then he's like, oh, dad. And then he, like, shrinks a bit. Like, he's not as snaky. He becomes, like, half humanoid, half snake. Yeah, so that he can talk. Sorry, he's, like, three quarters human. Like, he can do expressions, he can talk, but his skin is still scaly. Yeah, it's all scaly and weird. Yeah. And then the president stabs him. Yeah, and Tommy's dead. Yep. Stabs him right through the torso. R.I.P. Tommy. Bruce Lee's biggest fan. Then the president wakes up and is like, what, what, what happened here? Goes and confronts Bob. And Bob's like, what are you talking about? That, what? That... I didn't even know you were here, man. What? When did you arrive? Prezzy boy. You remember oh, We should grab some drinks. Uh, right after a quick nap. What do you say? <laughs> and the president's like, get away from me. I'm going to get you. Get out of my sight, Bob, is what he says. And Bob's like, well, fine, then I will. I'm out of here. And um, and the president leaves. Alex goes up to, to the president as he's, he's leaving and is like, hey, um, I helped you. That's pretty cool. Just so you know, uh, Bob's probably going to try and kill me now that I know everything that's happening. And the president's like, oh, then I'll help you. And then he's like, nah, don't. <laughs> yep. We just needed that exposition. The point of me telling you, Mr. President, wasn't to tell you exactly. It was to tell the people that are watching the movie right now. So I'm sorry for using you as, as that. Yeah. I didn't mean to waste your time, but it's important for the narrative for the movie. Has this movie ended yet? No. No. We see Bob. He's, you know, it's just a regular day. He's walking through work. He goes to an elevator, opens up the elevator, and um, and Alex is there. And he's like, well, what are you doing here? This is a very secretive building. And Alex is like, yeah, but have you seen my face recently? And he rips his face off and it's a lizard. Yeah, and he kills Bob in his dream. He, he does He does a murder assassination on the Bob man. Anyway, let's rate it. What do you What do you think? I'm giving it a goodie. It was fun. It was enjoyable. Definitely. That's it. I liked Snake Man. I, I give it a Snake Man out of goodie. Snake Man. Iconic. Iconic Snake Man. I'm really... It's really a shame that the audience scores are so low for this. For no reason, really. Yeah. Like, there were so many positive ones that just rated it low. And I'm like, but why? Mm. Why are you doing that? It should be rated more highly. And that's why I think people should go check this out. Dreamscape. Because I'm going to give it a goodie as well. Yeah. It's kind of hard to criticize it. Like, the acting's really good. Mm. For this sort of movie. Absolutely. Just like Firestarter, the acting is way better than it should be. Good concept. Love the visual style as well. Mm. Love the dream sequences. So spooky. There were really good dream sequences, which was the, the highlight of the movie. So they better be good. But yeah, they were very good. Exactly. So two goodies from Dreamscape. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. We did just spoil the whole thing. But you'll probably pick some things up that we didn't. Because you're smarter than us. 
Listener, yep. did you know that? There's no sequels, so we've got to come up with our own sequels. So he becomes a part of this elite organization, all Oh, right, boy. Okay. That uh, has these machines where they go to important people, and they, they put uh, the idea of something <laughs> into the mind of this person. But he, he's the best of the best. Uh, maybe not Alex, like some, some sort of new mm. protagonist. But he retires. He doesn't want to do it anymore. But then yeah. they get him back in for for a, mm. for a last last heist. Does he have and... like a protege, like an Ellen Page type? Yeah, yeah. They got to get an an Ellen. That would be a good one. Yeah. Uh, to get in there to help with the dream because they need uh, they need like several people. They need someone who's like an architect. They're designing the dream around them. Oh, they got to put in. They've got to become some sort of some sort of dream squad. Yes. Yeah. That's what they're called. Some sort of. Some sort of dream squad. What are we? Some sort of dream squad. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it's called. It's called Dream Squad. Yeah, perfect. It's original concept. Don't steal. How does it end? It ends on a cliffhanger with a spinning top. (laughs) Because it's Inception. Is it Inception made in the 80s so it looks like really bad? Oh, yeah. It's really bad. It gets barely any views. It does get a cult following, though, unlike this movie, which is sad that Mm. this movie doesn't have cult following because it's good. Yeah. Go see it. Uh, Just like yours, I'm going to recast. I'm going to go for different characters. Bob's dead, but the idea of dream assassins still exists within the CIA, and uh, they do have dream assassins that they are are, are using to kill people, to kill their enemies around the globe, these dream assassins. Mm. And we follow one dream assassin who's who's kind of blackmailed into joining. And and the dream assassin, he does his job for a while. He's not really questioning things until one incident where it's like uh, he's starting to question whether or not he is doing the right thing. You know, he's going to assassinate someone and he realizes that, wait, this person didn't really do anything that bad why am i working for this organization and not questioning them you know it's quite dark and so he 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 teams up with a with a bunch of the other uh dream assassins and has to like overthrow this this facility from the inside Mm, i like it and it ends uh with a spinning top nice original yeah never seen that one before except the question isn't whether or not it's in a dream the question is where did that spinning top come from? Yeah. It's just a spinning top at the end of the film, and it's like... This hasn't been established at all during this movie. What is this? <laughs> what does this even mean? Yeah. Spinning? Okay, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's just how it ends. So many questions. Raven reviews. I'm, I'm not excited for this, I'll be honest with you. Yep, yeah, uh, there's, like, there's some alright ones. We're, we won't do too many. This review's gone long enough, I feel, but uh, let's get into it. It's It's a dream. <laughs> Bradley says, and this is what he says on the review on Rotten Tomatoes, and there's a score, Sandra has to guess it, that's how it works. Bradley says, Inception? Question mark? Good stuff. Uh, 3.5. It's 4 out of 5. Oh, it is 4? Okay, we are 4. That's quite positive. Good on you. Yeah, it's good stuff. Well, moving on to a completely different person, Brad (laughs) says, uh, great creepy movie. Hmm. And that's it. That's it. That's the review. This is the 3.5. This is the 3.5. Well done. You picked up on it. Well done. Well done. Okay. I'm going to mix it up. I'm going to make it a little bit more difficult now. Are you ready, son? I am not. Go for it. Jamie says, I liked it when he fell down the hill. (laughs) (laughs) Which I don't think we mentioned that. It was in the chase scene. Yeah, it's when he goes out of the car, he falls down the hill. It's it's classic stuff. Many a chuckle on my my half. Everyone's favorite scene. Especially Jamie. 
Jamie, I reckon Jamie uh, is going to give it a three. It's a four. Whoa. Nice try, though. Four out of five. It was close. It was close. All right. TTT bracket star 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 bracket colon thumbs up entertaining. Three stars? It's four out of five. You were close. You were close. There was another one earlier that had bracketed stars as well mm. but it had the accurate stars it was like four stars that's so weird why would you okay <laughs> i don't know uh final one is tim he says an oldie but a goodie <laughs> great it. story that hasn't really been done <laughs> oh hasn't been overdone hasn't been overdone that's fair yeah. enough actually it hasn't been yeah. overdone has it this isn't the sort of yeah. story where yeah you yeah that, that's a good point what do you what do you think you rated you know what? I'm going to go 3.5 again. It's 4 out of 5. Damn, so many nice 4 try. out of 5. So many 4 out of 5s. Yeah, yeah, I only chose reviews that I agreed with. Maybe it's because I'm going to rate it 3.5, and that's why I'm yeah, thinking 3.5. Yeah, that's 5. fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um, oh, wait. There's um. There's one last review here. Oh, really? Oh, that's strange. That's very strange. How'd that get there? I usually I usually end on an oldie but a goodie, because, like, that's, that's the name of Teddy. Oh, uh, so Melanie. Oh, it's going to say oldie but a goodie, isn't it? Melanie says, an oldie but a goodie. <laughs> There's two of them. I found two of them this week that said an oldie but a goodie. That's because this movie is an oldie but a goodie. Yeah, it's an oldie but a goodie. Exactly. What did she rate it? I'm going to go four again, but I'm probably going to regret it. Oh, what? Wow. <laughs> I All don't right. know. There was so many reviews that were positive that were rated super low. And I'm like, if you liked it, why did you rate it so low? That's weird. Uh, did you want some fun trivia i would love a little fun trivia this is fun trivia about the movie grand view usa <laughs> oh yeah while filming in illinois the night of the demolition derby scene was shot it was actually very cold it was supposed to be during the summertime though so all the extras were hired to wear shorts and shirts and a bunch of them ended up getting colds after the scene wrapped it's a fun fact for you for the film that we didn't review Great. Because there's no fun facts for Dream <laughs> Dreamscape. Uh, there was a snake man. A snake man. He was a big fan of Bruce Lee. Should I keep doing fun facts? I don't know. Let me know. You can email us, oldiebuttergoodypod at gmail.com. Just message me directly on Instagram if you want. Or message our Facebook page. All of that there. We really should set up our own Instagram account. I'm starting to feel we like should. we really should do that. And every week you make a picture where you put our faces somewhere in the movie. Mm. Like on Snake Man. Yeah, maybe we're both Snake Man. Mm, we'll think about it. That could be fun. Uh, also, if, if you want to help us out, best way to do so is by telling a friend. Or if the app you are listening to us on right now allows reviews, drop a review. And then send us a screenshot. We'll read it out on the show. Yeah. It's time for you to pick next week's episode. I think you should pick it. Because it's your turn, Sandro. Dang, fine. Cloak and Dagger is a movie where an 11-year-old sees the, the murder of an FBI agent uh, who hands him a video game cartridge <laughs> with military secrets. That sounds like a great idea. Good on you, FBI what? agent. <laughs> okay. Why hide military secrets in a video game cartridge? Yes. <laughs> that genuinely sounds like the worst plan ever. I cannot fathom. Wow. Red Dawn. Teenagers team up to survive as the US is invaded by the Soviets. Red Dawn is tomorrow when the war began, but America. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking, tomorrow when the war began. The, huh. the That's the thing, right? We as Australians, tomorrow when the war began is an Australian uh, book series. We as Australians mm. always thought... 
Tomorrow When the War Began was a super original idea, right? Mm -hmm. It's not. It completely rips off this movie from the 80s. (laughs) Great. I don't care. Red Dawn sucks. It's a bad movie. It does suck. I agree with you. We're not doing it. What's another option? (laughs) Wheels on meals. That doesn't... A Jackie Chan (gasps) martial art movie about the owners of a mobile restaurant who find themselves in a gang war. We're doing that. Yeah. We're doing it. <laughs> Let's do Jackie Chan. 100%. Woo, Jackie Chan. Are you going to do subs or dubs? Uh, oh, oh. Mm. Uh, that's a good question. Because normally I always do subs. Yeah. Obviously, because it's the correct choice. But dubs add a whole nother character <laughs> to a to a, to a, <laughs> a, a, a Chinese movie in the 80s. So I'm not sure. We'll see. We'll see how I do. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Maybe, maybe one of us does subs and the other one does dubs. You know, that sounds like a fun idea. Do you mm. want to do that? Yeah, absolutely. Which which would you like to do? Hmm. Maybe we'll sort it out later. It depends how many copies of this movie we can find, <laughs> I think. Yeah, it depends if this is on Might any streaming services or not. We'll figure it out. Cool, cool, cool. I'm going to rate it a goodie. And you're going to rate it a goodie. We're both going to rate it a goodie. That's my verdict. Is that your verdict? That's my verdict as well. Heck yeah. What? We haven't figured out what happens when we get these predictions wrong. Yeah, what happened last week? I guessed you good... And then I guessed I would hate it. You, I think you guessed that you would give it an oldie, but you'd yes. like it? I think that's what I guessed. I was wrong. It was just a goodie. Yes. Two goodies and from then, us. And then you guessed it was both goodies? Or you would, I would guess give it a goodie and you would give it an oldie. So we both got it wrong. We both got it wrong. So no punishment this week. What is the punishment going to be, though? <laughs> Watching this movie with dubs. <laughs> okay. Well, thankfully, none of us have to watch it with dubs, then. Yay! Yay! <laughs> but we might anyway. We'll see. This is such a useless segment, but I love it. <laughs> yep. All right, your favourite quote, Sandro. My favourite quote is, I love Benjamin Franklin. Discovered electricity, you know? Did you know that? Yeah, that's a good quote. That's a great quote. What is your favourite quote? Blah, I'm a snake man. Blah, I love Jackie Chan. Blah, what? snake man. It was a weird quote from the film kind yeah, of like <laughs> especially after talking about bruce lee for so long yeah it just started talking about jackie chan which is a movie that just happens to be coming out next week like what are you doing snake man yeah yeah, yeah. so weird planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.